0: what's up everybody welcome back to the frantic thoughts podcast it is a podcast all about video games entertainment and other things that i love and i like to bring it to you and chit chat all about them and uh, have a good time i just like sharing and reveling in things that bring me joy and hopefully i can bring you guys a little bit of joy and comfort and solace that things can be all right in this ever-changing and ever Frantic world. Okay, that was a little cheesy, but that's the intro I'm going with. What's up, guys? It's Josh, also known as Frantic. I'm just a normal dude, and I like to talk all about things that I love. So today, I just wanted to kind of start the show off with just chatting about my like past two weeks, bringing it up, relaxing, chilling out. I literally just got home like. 30 minutes ago uh, from a decently long work day so I'm here chilling and my dog is trying to rub up against my leg and uh, she's being crazy what's up Raven what are you doing (sighs) it is what it is Uh, probably need to take her out to go for another walk after this podcast is over But that's neither here nor there <laughs> this week's been kind of cool this last couple weeks done a lot of fun stuff um i finished the last of us part two we'll talk a little bit about that later um just been working and chilling um but the main thing i want to talk about is we found a kitten on the side of the road i guess it's been about a week since we found him um so i was at home last day off i had or last week one of the days off i had last week And I get a message from Sierra and she's like, Hey Josh, come to my job right now. Bring the cat carrier. And I'm like, why? We do not need a cat. We have animals. So anyway, get him a car with the cat carrier. And we go over to, I go over to her job. She works at a hotel right next to the highway. And she brings me a kitten. That was literally by the highway his face was bloodied up he looked worse for the wear little tiny orange tabby my heart instantly sank I was like oh I'm sorry buddy we can make this all better (laughs) so we take him home Uh, I kind of clean up his face a bit and kind of nurse him back to health well he wasn't in bad health he he was decent Um, stomach was a little distended He had worms. We gave him some medicine for that. And we have a little kitten in the house now. Uh, Not very sure if we're going to keep him or not. Uh, But yeah, he's cool. He's a sweetheart, of course, because he's a kitten. He he wants cuddles. He wants attention constantly. He's like a little shadow. He'll follow me around the house. Follow Sierra around the house. And he is just a little fluff ball of happiness, which is kind of nice to have around. But still don't know if we're gonna keep him (laughs) and I have this feeling that in six months I'll be like yeah we have this cat it's here you know what I mean but I ended up picking the name for him I chose a name basically when I first saw him I was like he's orange that really doesn't have much to do with it I guess the color but he is a little guy he's strong he survived and uh, what's a character that's super strong and survived some crazy stuff Hercules (laughs) so I was like Hercules and our the cat's name is Zeus and then we have a cat named Storm so I'm like okay those kind of names kind of go together and we have too many animals and then we have the dog Raven and yeah he's a little troublemaker he'll try to climb the counter climb my leg try to bite my face if he's near it he's crazy little kitten but I'm fine with it (laughs) I'm fine with having him around for now i love the little guy he's cool um he's fine now and uh, he's actually pretty much potty trained instantly he uses the box and stuff so when we eventually try- decide to go find a home for him at least that's a thing that he does which is pretty cool uh, but you yeah, got you know guys i was I've, I've been trying to mess around with my setup a little bit at home because it's a mess um i set up all these consoles on this TV when I moved in like I hooked it all up I had all these switchers and all these HDMI ports all these component com- to HDMI converters this Elgato is just kind of sitting here hooked up like ready to go and then I have all this other shit and then I'm like looking at my setup I'm like what do I really use this TV for what are the main systems I play on here So, the thing that actually got me messing with it the most is because I was playing with the Super Nintendo Classic. Because I was playing Yoshi's Island on Super Nintendo Classic. um, And I was like, dude. This thing's kind of just in the way. Because I wanted to play some Switch. I wanted to jump on Switch. And so, I had playing Yoshi's Island. I played a few worlds on there on Super Nintendo Classic. I'm like, oh, this is fun. And I decided not to play anymore on there because... I had to switch out an HDMI port because my HDMI switcher wasn't functioning properly. So I was like, cool, (laughs) let's just plug in the Switch and I'll use Super Nintendo Online on the Switch to play Yoshi's Island. And it was kind of a good opportunity to start that game over and try to 100% every level because I'm doing the Cartridge Club podcast for that. So I'm like, okay, this makes sense. I'll start over on the Switch. But yeah, I was on the back of my TV looking at all these wires. I'm like, dude, this is just a fire hazard for one two what was i even thinking with all these wires and three okay i need to condense all this stuff down get some velcro ties and just take care of this soon so that's going to be a project that i'm going to be working on very soon especially with the new consoles coming up and stuff i want to try to rethink my setup i want to get a new entertainment center as well because our dog is a little chicken (laughs) <laughs> not in a bad way she she gets scared of thunderstorms she gets there scared of uh, any loud noises and she decides to go behind my tv and then i worry about her pulling down the tv onto herself and hurting herself or getting tangled in some wires and choking herself you know etc etc things like that the stuff can be replaced but i don't want the doggie to get hurt you know, that's the thing I worry about the most. And uh, the entertainment center doesn't have a back on it. There's no backing. It's kind of an open air one, which is good for consoles and stuff. But um, trying to look into like an entertainment center that has like uh, wire netting on both sides so I can still close it up. And she doesn't try to do that because I really worry about her when she goes in there. I don't want her to get hurt because she gets scared, you know. So I know I'm rambling. I'm having a good time. Hopefully you guys are too. Anyway, that's about it for kind of what's going on with my life. I mean, I could talk about work, but that's kind of boring. <laughs> you guys know I what I do. You know what my job is. Just doing that a lot. Kind of hanging out and uh, doing other things along those lines. But the thing is, as I did want to talk a little bit. Just touch on some news of interest that's coming up in the past few days. And then one of these news stories will tie into what I've been playing. So let's go ahead and jump into some news of interest. It's the news of interest, bringing it to you right now, live on a pre-recorded podcast to your ears. (laughs) So there are some things going on in video games I wanted to chat about nothing too crazy some cool stuff some bad stuff but there's three little stories I wanted to talk about first off we have NBA 2k 21 deciding to price their game at $69.99 oh no the game prices are going up, the world is cracking around us, we're all, everything's gonna die, we're gonna lose, our entertainment, I can't even freaking fake outrage for this, our entertainment media is screwed, they're raising the price by $10, I can't even handle it, oh my god, okay, that's enough of that, but yes, (laughs) Could games be $70. That's the question we're being we're asking right now because NBA K- NBA 2K 21 showed some stuff where there was like this really weird upgrade model. We had to pay $99 to get the upgraded version of 2K 21 if you buy the PlayStation 4 or Xbox One version if you want to upgrade to the next gen, you have to pay the $99 version, which is kind of shady. And then they're like, "Okay, if you just want the next gen, it's going to be 70 bucks." So people were like, oh my god, are next-gen games going to be $70? And, personally, I think that's a big resounding, yes, I think next-gen games are going to be $69.99. Suggested retail price, I think that's going to be what it is. And the thing is, is I am personally a little sad about it, because i'm tight financially and it's hard for me to buy new games as it is another 10 bucks does add quite a bit to it but the thing is is games go down in price pretty suddenly pretty quickly depending on the title uh nintendo games you're probably not going to get much of a deal on but this doesn't really affect them i bet they're going to be 60 bucks still uh sony first party games do go down pretty quickly within the first six months to a year you i'd i'm sure you probably can pick up the game for 40 or 30 bucks down the road if you really want the bargain i know being on day one hype is one of those cool things i love it um the last of us part two was so awesome to be there playing the game with everybody else having conversations about the game day one i understand that but the thing about game development now like the whole situation is that it costs so much to make these games if you played any of these modern games recently in the last three or four years you know how much environmental detail has been put into these games for one just think about the sheer magnitude of the team's efforts would have to be to make that type of setup that amazing beautiful graphics like the graphics we've seen like in the trailer for Horizon Forbidden West that style that dense foliage that beautiful lighting and everything like last of us part two that game is expensive man they put some money into that game you can really see it when you play it and the thing is is development costs aren't going down they're just going to keep exponentially increasing as resolutions increase as teams get bigger as art teams need to be bigger to create all these assets for the beautiful games so it makes complete sense because Game prices haven't really exp- expend- expounded? No, that's not the word I'm looking for. <laughs> Game prices haven't had an inc- increase, like an actual proper increase, since 2005 when the console generation switched from PlayStation 2 to PlayStation 3 because games used to be $50 MSRP back during that generation. If you go back even further to the car- cartridge generations in early PlayStation 1 stuff, games were just all over the board price depending on the studio the size of the game and stuff so that's a different story but basically the games went wild west price wise at those time period the 50 dollars, about general regular price you know ps2 you know gamecube era regular xbox era and then they went up another 10 dollars during the playstation 3 era to 60 msrp of course this is u.s prices and they haven't raised since then it's been 15 years and game prices haven't raised. And games get bigger. And of course they have other payment models. They've had microtransactions that have been introduced and to different degrees, to different acceptability. Some people love some of these microtransactions. Some people absolutely loathe them. I'm a little more in the middle, which is pretty common for me. I, I think I, I can kind of see both sides of situations like that. But I do pretty much hate when a game offers microtransactions that affect the game in a negative way say create a pay barrier for people that want to have a similar experience to other people but they can't because they have to buy that specific item for however much money or it's a roulette system they keep spending money trying to get that specific item and then they can't because they never get the luck of the draw and get that item no matter how much money they spend. Bad situation there with the microtransactions, but there are good instances of it. I think cosmetic DLC is okay if it's used sparingly or it doesn't affect gameplay. That's how I view it. But yeah, game studios have that option to add microtransactions now, and that's kind of like a given thing. DLC is a given thing. A lot of companies use that to get a little more revenue from their games. But that extra $10 doesn't seem like a lot really but added up to like five million copies or whatever a big game sells that is a significant amount of money that the studio would have in their pocket to uh justify making these games as big as they are it just makes sense and i can see games being that price uh going forward um i'm not super bummed about it there is always a way to find deals um the other thing I took into consideration for this is what if physical games are the things that turn end up being 70 bucks, but the digital platforms, the baseline is 60. This is just me spitballing here. Like what if they decided, Hey, if you buy digital, you get a little discount and then they don't got to go through the hassle of making a disc, sending it to stores or Amazon, whatever. They're like, you know, we own this infra- infrastructure here. You're paying this money directly to us. 60 bucks. You got the game and they do have the digital only version of the PlayStation 5. And then there's the rumored log cart edition of the Xbox Series X, which is a lower tier model that is digital only. And if they had both of those models and then they kind of push digital, they could do that, man. I could see that happening as you go onto the digital stores and it's $10 cheaper than buying the disc version to try to entice people to buy the digital version. It could happen i'm not saying it's gonna happen but that's a theory that possibly could happen which is really interesting to me this whole i love new next generation like generation leaps like this because it's all speculation and once you find out you find out but kind of leading up to it and the anticipation is so fun and discovering things like this doesn't really bum me out because that's just how things go things get more expensive and i think that's all i got to say about that man Like. I will wait and see. We'll wait and see when pre-orders start going live for all these games. If they're, in fact, $10 more expensive than before. The price has been up in Canada for quite some time. So, I wouldn't be surprised, guys. Just brace yourself for it, because I think that's coming. And the other thing that got announced or shown off is the PlayStation 5 cases. Game cases. This is a little story. It's a little thing. But i just think they look amazing if you go to the playstation blog or on the playstation twitter they showed a screenshot of the spider-man miles morales box it's pretty much a playstation 4 box but with white trimming Ooh, beautiful (laughs) it kinda reminds me of how the console looks but on a box art and i think the color scheme is really nice i think the spines are going to look really great next to each other on a shelf which I know all the collectors are super stoked about. <laughs> There's been plenty of white boxes in the past, but I I think this looks cool. A uh, difference, you know, has a difference from the PlayStation 4 console cartridges, cartridges disk boxes. <laughs> oh man, my brain is all over the place. I feel like I have spaghetti in my skull. Spaghetti skull. Okay. The Flying Spaghetti Monster watch out. Anyway, oh man this message brought to you by josh's insanity for six easy payments of paying attention for less than three seconds to one particular situation you get josh's insanity yes call the toll-free number of uh where was i (laughs) okay this is bad section let's keep going okay the box is white What's blue it's the same blue clamshells for the boxes the same blue cases, but they added like a white insert and white decoration to the actual box art art <laughs> so. That's going to look cool. I think it looks cool on a shelf. I think it's going to look awesome with everything lined up. And then next to your PlayStation 4, you're going to have all the blue. Then you're going to have some white with blue trims. And it matches the console, which matches the controller. And it makes sense. I think it looks awesome. So, last but not least, where the news of interest is, do not be an asshole online. If you don't like something, don't be an asshole. So, basically... On Twitter, there have been posts from the writer of Last of Us Part 2, Neil Druckmann, and one of the actors from Last of Us Two, Laura Bailey. They have been harassed to no end by very Whoa, what are you doing, Kitty? This kitten I talked to you about. He is currently trying to climb the couch. Okay, he made it to the top, he's laying down, looks like he's chill, but I thought he got hurt, he made a really weird sound. Anyway, they've been harassed because they made a game that takes some plot twist and things that people do not like, and there are characters, I'm being very vague, there's not going to be any spoilers in this podcast for The Last of Us Part 2, so do not worry about that. I have other podcasts we'll talk about that later where I actually talk spoilers but not here so I'm not going to talk about any specifics so don't worry about it there are characters in the game that have a lot of different backgrounds and people don't like that as well and there's a character in the game with a background that people don't agree with and yada 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 Why is this character here? Why does this character do this thing? Why did this character do that? You made a bad choice for this game. Blah, blah, blah. They're harassing them, calling them names, saying they're going to kill their families. Blah, blah, blah. You know, normal, normal, quote, unquote, you know, hate mongering people on the internet how they are. And it's not not okay, man. Like, personally, if I don't like something, which that's actually pretty funny because, um, random tangent. I was listening to bonus barrel and a great podcast. I highly recommend it. Really cool group of people there. If you don't listen, I, uh, suggest giving it a shot, uh, game developers talking about games, which is always fun. Uh, they, one of the guys there, Seiji, he was talking, he's like, yeah, I was listening to frantic thoughts podcast. And he was talking about last of us too, but he likes everything pretty much. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I laughed at myself a little bit there. I was like, yeah, I know I'm really positive, but <sighs> the thing is guys, is I have a limited amount of time and uh, I really just try to pick and choose things. I pretty much know I'm going to like, I know that's not the way to be. And if I don't really like something, I don't usually share it here, <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was a funny comment. I was got a good kick out of that. That's a great show too. But in- anyway, I was going to say last of us part two, I like the game Um, there are things I could complain about but honestly I just feel like I if I start nitpicking the game uh, I I don't really have a lot that really bothered me too much I thought for what the game was I had a good time with it I liked it and I'll praise it and be positive about it online but if I didn't like this game say I came out of last of us part 2 Like some games I've played and or movies I've watched and been like just like dude this sucked (laughs) this was terrible I hated the choice here I hated that I'm not gonna go online and harass the writer of the movie or the the game whatever it is because I'm not a dick (laughs) at least I try not to be a dick because occasionally I can come off as kind of brash or rude but Really, I I try to be positive and put as much positivity into the world as I can and I hope others can do the same because seeing stuff like this just sucks, man. I do not like seeing people get harassed because they try to take their art and do something that was unexpected that people didn't really agree with. That's fine if you don't agree with the choices that are made in the story or what characters are in the story and what their motivations are or whatever they decide to do or whatever. Do not harass the actors or the voice actors. I just said the actors twice. The writers, the directors, the studio. Don't harass people just because you don't agree with something. Even though the story wasn't the way you thought it was going to turn out doesn't give you right to go there and harass people. Period. Period doesn't matter what the situation is do not harass people um i'm sure i'm preaching to the choir i'm pretty sure most people are similar to me they don't try to be an asshole but fuck man i'm just tired of seeing this kind of kind of crap on the internet like it sucks but yeah i just saw that man and it kind of made my heart sink because i actually adored the last of us part two i thought the game was awesome and there are complaints i could put towards the game if i sat there and thought about it but yeah not enough to uh, uh threaten to kill somebody like that's so stupid anyway <laughs> let's go ahead and talk a little bit about some games i've been playing this week or these past two weeks uh try to bring up the podcast a little bit but yeah don't be a dick and let's talk about some games So, speaking of Last of Us Part 2, I finished it. (laughs) So, what ended up happening is, there were two different people hitting me up. Like, hey, are you going to finish this game? We're going to do a spoiler cast. And I was like, okay, cool. I got time. (laughs) And then that time started getting closer. And I'm like, alright, cool. I'm going to have some sessions with this game so I can get through this game. And then, I'm like, holy shit, this game is a lot longer than I expected it to be. And like I said before, no spoilers here because I ended up being on two separate spoiler casts where I dived deep with guests and we just talked and chatted and just picked apart all the cool and interesting details for The Last of Us Part 2. The two shows I was on was the Cartridge Club Extra, which should be out pretty soon, which is The Last of Us 2 spoiler cast with a bunch of cool people <laughs> we got miles and Catherine from flock of nerds we got it's rocket sauce we got church the game grinder and dean lasagna on that podcast and that was pretty cool i really enjoyed that and then we had what was it otaku brothers i didn't forget the name of your guys's podcast i swear <laughs> it was the otaku brothers podcast with uh rusty lewis and his uh brother ryan and uh, we talked about a bunch of stuff about video games about stuff we've been going up to about cartoons and stuff about shrek and ice age at the beginning of the show and then at the back half which is literally the second half of the show like an hour plus on both sides so uh, first hour and hour and change we talked about a bunch of random stuff and then the other half was all spoilers about the last of us part two complete deep dive we absolutely all three of us love that game and just chatted it up that was a really fun podcast to be on as well so yeah i did those two shows and leading up to them i kind of got into a little bit of a time crunch not a bad way though because i was like i'm going to play as much of this game as possible but i was like all right i'm gonna finish next week but i was like oh shit i'll finish tomorrow and then the thing is this is started doing shorter sessions and I was like, oh shit, these podcasts are coming up. So I decided, you know what, let's just binge, which I don't really do too often. I did that with Death Stranding and I loved it, but with this game I had like three really good binge sessions over four hours a piece and I just loved it. There was one night where I just like, I was like, dude, I don't care what time I go to bed because I'm off tomorrow. I'm just gonna play until I cannot keep my eyes open and I ended up like playing till like 3:45 in the morning and I got so far and deep into the game I just did not want to put the controller down it was such an awesome game like it was one of those games where I just did not want to just turn it off ever I wanted to see what happened next I want to get to the next combat encounter I just wanted to be in that world which is such an awesome experience um I've said so many things about this game go listen to those two podcasts I've recommended before and just bask in the glory (laughs) that is The Last of Us 2. Because I think this game is very brave in its storytelling. I think it does something very interesting with its storytelling. I think the characters and their motivations make sense. And I think that the facial capture and acting and just everything on display in this game is just top tier. And it's one of the best games I think I've ever played, having more time to digest it. And definitely at least top three game on this PlayStation 4 on this gen and actually think this game right here cemented PlayStation 4 as my favorite console of all time because just the pure awesomeness and joy I've had from all of their exclusives and all the games on this console it's just been an incredible generation for me personally in gaming it's been the most I've been into gaming I've always been into it but I feel like the past like six seven years had just been gaming bliss for me I've just been loving it so much and this was just like a nice like cherry on the top of this whipped cream tower of amazing games that are on the PlayStation 4 so highly recommend playing last of Us part 2 especially if you if you like the first one it's more of that with some twists and turns that you won't be expecting but it's worth the ride and i absolutely loved it who thing i did not like <laughs> or didn't like quite as much or i can't quite get into is i got assassin's creed odyssey on a sale it must have been like two months ago for like ten dollars i got a code for the xbox one version and I was like, all right, cool. I'll I'll buy this, and then when I get bored or don't have nothing to play, I'll jump in. So that's what I did. I beat Last of Us Part Two. I took a couple days and didn't play anything. I was like, kind of winding down from playing because I had so many binge binge sessions. I was like, all right. I kind of want to just zone out and watch some TV, not play any games right now, you know. So I I was trying to pop into some stuff, trying to get my gaming feet wet again, trying to see what there is, you know, what can I play? And I was like, oh, I have Assassin's Creed Odyssey installed. So I popped into it. This game looks pretty. That's my first thought. I was like, oh, this is pretty. Uh, It starts with uh, the Battle of 300. No surprise. And when I got into the game and there was a lot of voice acting, I was kind of disappointed. I'm not going to lie. I was like, okay, this is like very stilted video game voice acting. You know, what you expect from a very uh, open world with tons of dialogue where they have to get it out on time. It's very... Did you see the character? And did you see where they went? Yeah, I did see where they went. They went that way. You should go get them. You know, just very stilted dialogue. And I was like, man, I'm not feeling this. I'm just not feeling it right now. The graphics was beautiful all in all. But then you get to the character models and they're just very, like, ugly to me. I don't know, man. But the environmental detail was pretty cool. The combat was fairly interesting. Very basic though in my opinion I kind of easily kicked people's asses I even bumped the difficulty up for a bit Played the game probably like three or four hours and I don't know I wasn't really super feeling it I thought okay this is cool I've heard good things about this game and I don't know if you guys played Assassin's Creed Odyssey let me know or Origins I couldn't get into that one either um maybe Assassin's Creed is just not my series because every time I've tried one since oh I liked Black Flag quite a bit. I played a decent amount of that one. The last one I really really liked was Assassin's Creed 2 Brotherhood or As- Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. That game was awesome when I first played it. Um, but since then I haven't been really been like into like getting super into a game. Uh, I think it's just there's just too much in it maybe. I, I don't know. There's something about those games that kind of pushed me away from them. I was hoping this would be something i played you know i I don't think i would beat it because i know it's super super long like 100 hours or something if you do everything i was like maybe i'll play this and then kind of get my appetite wet like oh Assassin's Creed's cool and then try out the new one that's coming out in the fall but i don't even know man i don't even know if i'm gonna get that one because i just didn't have like the best uh first impression of this game i was like eh it's okay (laughs) uh but yeah i was playing that for a bit and then of course i've been playing yoshi's island because that's the cartridge club game of the month this month i'm the host for that podcast have some cool guests lined up for that that's gonna be fun and i have decided to play it a hundred percent through so that's this is kind of hard to do with this game which i won't go too in depth here because i do have a podcast coming up where we're going to go in depth But uh, like I said before, I tried to play some on the Super Nintendo Classic and I was kind of annoyed that I had to switch the connections and stuff for the Switch. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to play it on the Switch. Start it over on the Switch. And what you got to do is you got to get these red coins and these sunflowers throughout all the levels. And then it unlocks bonus stages and like uh, bonus rooms that you can get items in. And then like a hard bonus stage, of course. So it's like... A different style of playing this game because you can kind of this game's kind of fun for me it's kind of easy for me to get through because I've played it hundreds of times I uh, just jumping in and trying to find all these little secrets is it's been an interesting situation and kind of makes me like the game a little more and it has some frustrating elements because there's sometimes there'll be like a dropping block that blocks out a su- uh, sunflower and you're like holy crap really I can't believe it (laughs) why would they do that and then you have to restart the entire level just to try to get that sunflower again because the stuff doesn't save between runs of a stage which is kind of annoying so yeah I did the first I basically think it's in three worlds almost I think I did two and like I have like the boss battle for the third world to do and yeah the game's awesome I love it i'm gonna talk a lot more about it on the cartridge club podcast i probably won't bring it up here again i just want to let y'all know i'm still playing that and if you've listened to this podcast before you know it's one of those games that i like to jump on and play a stage here and there so i really know this game like the back of my hand so it's gonna be fun to talk about with a a group of awesome guests but yeah mostly besides those two games and finishing last of us part two i haven't been playing much else i kind of looked at my backlog on steam i jumped into this game if found which I actually did talk about on taco brothers Uh, i only played like maybe 30 minutes of it before and uh, i was like completely wrong about what that game actually is on the otaku brothers podcast it's kind of like a girl erasing her diary as she talks about it and writes it down and uh it's a transgender girl i thought it was a coming out story but no it's a story about a transgender girl which is interesting and i'm enjoying that uh storyline it's just one of those games where it's a lot of dialogue and text so i just feel like i can't sit down and play it for too long but i do want to get through that and i've been enjoying the story the artwork is pretty fascinating kind of just looks like sketches and stuff and it's very moody and it makes me feel things which is nice (laughs) so that game has been pretty interesting nice little indie gem right there so yeah but that's about it about things about things about all the games i've been playing this <laughs> this past two weeks so i do want to talk about a couple of little things i've been watching but nothing major but well, let's go ahead and talk about it So some stuff I've been watching I really can't remember if I told you guys I finished Dave but I did and I loved it I think I did last week that, game, that show was awesome uh, but I was looking for something else to watch after I finished Dave and I had access to Apple TV Plus and I was like you know what What was that show that they debuted at the Ubisoft press conference where uh, whatever the guy who plays Mac from always sunny he came out to the stage he's like i got a show about game development in partnership with ubisoft it's called mythic west raven's banquet and then they showed like some a little trailer of it. it has like danny Pudi in it and stuff like that and it looks kind of okay and i was like all right that looks cool maybe i'll try that later on but i ended up watching this entire series or entire season of it it was 10 episodes on apple tv plus and and it's about a game studio making an MMO, like the biggest MMO in the world. Kind of analogous to like a WoW or something. And it starts off with them putting out an expansion called Raven's Banquet. It has this egomaniacal leader of the studio, played by the guy who plays Mac from Always Sunny. Uh, Rob McKellen, I think. I'm not sure his name. But yeah, that's neither here nor there. He is awesome. And then there's a bunch of other people in there that are uh, smaller actors but i think this show isn't flawless there are a couple episodes that were kind of cheesy it has a lot of cheese kind of peppered throughout it like there is a streamer that streams the game which is his name is uh Pooty shoe <laughs> i thought that was kind of cheesy but funny you know and the care and that the streamer is like 14 years old he's streaming the game and it does have some stuff that feels like it is true to life in it I know all I would say probably 85 to 90 percent of this is just kind of played up for drama because uh, I don't know I don't I, I know a lot of the stuff that happens in the show is kind of not super realistic um, to what real-life game development is but hey I'm not a game developer but I would assume not you know the way that that they they uh, oh my god, we got code, we got to finish up, and we got to push it live right now, stuff like that, I'm like, uh, I don't know if that's realistic at all, but hey, it is what it is, it's a fun show, I had a good time watching it, I'm not going to say it's like the highest art ever, or the funniest thing on TV, or anything like that, but I think it's very entertaining, uh, the cast is very great, and they play off each other really well, they had like, there's some good actors in there, besides the main character, they have the Voice actress and the chick from uh, Ashley gonna play the game or what is it? Ashley you wanna play a game? Well, Ashley Birch. It's Ashley Birch. She's in there. She's the voice of Chloe and Aloy. Chloe from Life is Strange and Aloy from Horizon Zero Dawn. She's really good. She ha- she plays like a kind of like a secondary character and they cut back to her story here and there. And like I said, Danny Pudi from uh, Community. And it's just a funny. It's a funny show. I I, I just thought it was highly entertain- entertaining. Uh, just something nice to watch and have a laugh, and it's pretty like non-committal. It's short, and it's just a really nice little show. I like I said, I don't think it's like high art or anything, but it's funny, and I had a really good time with it. Um, a couple props to a couple of the episodes that in the show that I really liked is there is a I would just say episode five, which is kind of like a flashback to a different thing that relates to the show later on i think that was really well done episode five if you've watched the show and get to episode five at least because i think that episode was really well done it was such an interesting storyline that they went through in that episode of roller coaster of emotions honestly in that one and then the quarantine episode they did which was uh, episode 10 for the season Was one of the best quarantine episodes because there has been like some shows that have done quarantine episodes like uh, Parks and Recreation and stuff like that. I think this is the best pulled off one of those so far. Um, I think it has the emotion and it has some gravity to it and really cool uses of a Zoom call to make some interesting uh, visual stuff i don't want to spoil it i i think it's best best watched you know actually watched but i think they use the zoom call format in such a creative way and that's worth a watch i think that show was just a lot of fun and i i actually recommend it if you need something to watch that's lighthearted and will put you in a good mood so that was mythic quest raven's banquet i'm pretty sure i just typed in mythic and it popped up on apple tv and if you don't have apple tv i'm sorry but yeah (laughs) that's the only thing that's on so Good times, good times, good times. But yeah, um, I've been watching not much else. Besides that, I watched a little bit of Giant Bombs Minecraft streams. I've been kind of slowly working my way through that. And the thing with that is, they have. I know this is kind of like a nerdy ass thing to talk about, but hey, I'm a nerd. <laughs> I subscribe to Giant Bombs Premium, which is their premium streams, and Minecraft streams is one of them, and they show multiple viewpoints. And I was kind of bummed at first. I'm like, man, I. I don't want to just watch one of the viewpoints there's like four here which one do i pick i like all these people that are streaming because they're all streaming together on a server and then somebody came up with something called the giant bomb video smusher (laughs) so basically it takes all the viewpoints from this minecraft streams and puts them into like a split screen so i was like holy crap this is awesome now i can watch these streams when i cook and stuff and i've been doing it there's like 10 of them now and i'm like only on like three or four and they're like two to three hours long so it's just something to put on the background that i don't have to super focus on which is nice for me because i kind of like having some background noise i'm a little crazy if there's silence i go a little crazy because i'm a crazy guy (laughs) i'm a little frantic if you will and i'm gonna use that pun a million times people use that pun towards me i think i've ruined the world word frantic by now but hey i'm a frantic guy so i need something in the background and I have the Giant Bomb streams going with the split screen. Uh, it's a little hard to watch everything that's going on, especially if they're all together. But it's kind of nice when I'm watching like a Jeff Gersman point of view and then Abby Russell says, Oh my god, I can't believe that happened. I can just look over onto her screen, see what's going on. And that's always cool. I I love Giant Bomb. I've been a fan of them for like 10 years or so. So it's one of my favorite uh, like streaming personality podcast websites so i am a, i stand them i'm a big stan of giant bomb but yeah besides that i haven't been watching any movies man i miss watching movies whoa you hear that wow they knocked something over in the kitchen see that's the thing about having a kitten you have to keep your eye on it but yeah i haven't been watching any movies um i did watch all those view askew movies and what i think i want to do is watch all the studio ghibli movies or ghibli movies soon or like at least the miyazaki movies so the thing is is i, wa- I was watching these view askew movies because kind of funny online I was watching them and i was like oh cool if i watch these movies i have a podcast that'll talk about these movies i can listen to right after I i watch the movie which is awesome And the thing is, is I have never seen very many of these Studio Ghibli movies. I think I've seen Totoro and uh, Nausicaa and the Valley of the Wind. And that's it. Those are the only two I've seen. And there are so many that people talk about, like Spirited Away. And like, uh, you know, all those movies. (laughs) I can't think of a title. Any other titles right now? Oh, uh, Princess Mononoke. All those, you know. And I've never seen them. And I know people, a lot of people will be like, how could you not have watched these beautiful masterpieces? They're so beautiful. And I just haven't seen them. It's it just how it, how, it, how it is. And honestly, I hadn't really heard about them until I was like, like 20 or 22 or something. I haven't heard about them until my 20s. Uh, as a kid, they were never a thing I knew about or anything. So it is what it is. I, I know a lot of people. That's probably blasphemous to you. If you're, like, super into anime. But, hey, I'm not. And I really haven't been. I like Dragon Ball Z. I liked Pokemon. The f- very first anime when it first came out. Stuff like that. But I've never been super hardcore into anime. So, I didn't know anything about, like, uh, pr- any of his movies. Any of Miyazaki's movies. But, kind of funny, he's doing reviews on them. So, I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll watch them. And they're only doing the Miyazaki movies. So, I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll watch all the Miyazaki movies. Plus the rest of the Studio Ghibli movies. And just... For myself, you know, and then I'll have some podcasts to listen to. On top of that, we'll see, <laughs> we'll see. But yeah, I, I, I'm thinking about trying to rewatch some series. Uh, I did pop in the Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Rings, watch the first 30 minutes, and then I was like, all right, I don't know if I want to sit here for three and a half hours today. And i didn't watch the rest of it i'm sorry i know there's a lot of stands. i'm gonna keep using that word stan you know that's an eminem reference right of the lord of the rings there's people that love that series and i'm one of them i really do like lord of the rings it's just i wasn't feeling in that specific day so it's just one of those things is like i need like three and a half hours to watch this movie Am I feeling it? (laughs) But yeah, that's about it with what I've been watching and rambling about things I didn't watch. So let's go ahead and wrap up the show. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Frantic Thoughts podcast po- podcast 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 cast remember pogs I never had any they always seem cool anyway thank you for <laughs> listening to the Frantic Thoughts podcast episode 104 this one was a little all over the map but that's always a good time so if you want to catch me anywhere else on the interwebs I'm at Twitter at frantic society that's frantic s-o-c-i-e-t-y bunch of shenanigans going on over there I'm in the discords and like the cartridge club discord the polykill discord a bunch of other discords you'll probably see me in a discord if you know me and you're in the same circles as me and I wrote a blog post this last week or so uh, Travis from polykill actually said hey You know, you haven't been writing, we were talking about creative stuff, like, hey, I want to do some more stuff, because personally, right now, I'm loving doing this podcast, and I love all the guest hosts I've been doing, but I'm like, hey, I want some more projects that I can kind of plunk away at, right, kind of slowly work on, and he's like, you know what, you haven't wrote a blog, so why don't you write a blog where you just kind of put some thoughts down and put them out there and see what people say, so... That's what I did over at franticsociety.wordpress.com. I made a blog post called Creative Endeavors, and it kind of goes into it's a little bit of me just kind of talking about myself and my creative process and stuff when it comes to like Internet stuff. And it's kind of rambly. It's kind of like an episode of this podcast where I'll just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk about a bunch of random stuff. But it does have a point. And then there is, like, different, like, ideas and concepts for things that I have thought about doing in the future or have had actually worked on a little bit here in the past that i actually want to possibly do. Uh, one of them being is an indie video series which shows off indie games that, hey, you might not have heard of. And I think that's probably going to be the one I do looking at it and from feedback that I got from that post. But if you could go there and read that post, that again is franksociety.wordpress.com. Kind of read it, skim it. Let me know what you think. What do you think would be an interesting thing to see from me? Because I love doing video stuff and I don't do it that often. I'm just on podcast. So let me go ahead and plug the podcast I'm on because it's a lot. I already talked, talked about two of them. I was a guest on Ataco Brothers. Um, I really like that podcast. I think those two guys just are very entertaining to listen to. They really cheer me up every time I hear their episode, and it was such an awesome time being on the show. Talking about The Last of Us 2, talking about Shrek and Ice Age, you know. You you know what you do. Talk about stuff. It's fun. That was a really cool podcast. I felt very welcome there. I felt like the conversation went really well. And I didn't make an ass out of myself, which is always a plus. And I was on the Cartridge Club Extra, like I said, which should be live pretty soon, about The Last of Us Part Two spoilers, that's where all my spoiler talk's going to be for that game, but you guys already know I love it, so you can take that and dive into the story after you beat the game with those two podcasts. And also, I am on the Cartridge Club Hangouts, which we haven't been doing yet in the last month or so, because we've been doing the Cartridge Club Summer of Games where we're reacting to everything. Which I think we're probably going to end up doing the Ubisoft one soon. I'm not sure. But we already did EA. We did the PlayStation 1. Basically, gut reaction to how we felt about each of these events as they go through. Kind of like E3, but extended out for a whole summer. Which has been a lot of fun. And I also did a podcast, Quick Save Club. We did pretty much the same thing, but with the PC Gaming Show. Which should be live on the audio feed like now or very soon. Um... It's sent out and done. It's it's already on its way. It should be on the Cartridge Club feed very soon, like imminently. So that's awesome. Uh, Talked to Kevin and uh, Ryan over there from uh, Quicksave Club. We talked about all the PC gaming show stuff. Went deep-dived into every single game that got announced there. Some were like, oh, my God. And some were like, eh, about. So that was pretty fun. And then we also... (laughs) I do a lot of podcasts, if if you can't tell. But I think that's about it, like currently, <laughs> that I can think of that I've been doing. Uh, and then this month I'm doing the Yoshi's Island pod, which should be quite a great time for the Cartridge Club. And I think I talked enough. I think I talked your ear off enough for this two weeks. And I guess uh, that's it for the show. Thank you so much for listening. I love that you come by, you hang out, and we can celebrate. All the awesome stuff that's going on with video games and movies and all that stuff over here at Frantic Thoughts. Because my thoughts are always frantic. (coughs) I don't know what voice that was. My thoughts are always frantic. They're always frantic and you listen every week. I'm trying to do like like a chipmunk singing, I guess. My thoughts are frantic. Anyway, wear a mask be safe and y'all know i love music and so to wind out the podcast i'm gonna start playing songs i really enjoy and uh hopefully you guys enjoy them too i'm gonna be calling this the frantic frequency so for this week we're gonna be playing as we wind down the show a song called happiness by hobo johnson he is a very unique sounding artist. Give him a chance. And I hope you like the episode and I hope you like the song. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. I really hope that you find happiness
1: And the book you write's magnificent. And I won't help but stare at every word. It would burn holes in many mattresses. After I place it down, read and fold That lovely little book titled I told you. So yeah, you're thorough. Mad at the world. And it sucks. But this place will never change. It'll probably get way worse. At best, stay the same. So you'll be fucking world renowned. While well, I'm getting drunk at my house, think about the dumb words I said when I was a bit too high. Those two pills I took feel very nice. But made me break your lovely little heart. And I said, Ashley, that's so fucking dumb. To think that life just hands you some book that you barely have to write. It's gonna take like fucking four or five bad books. Nobody would ever like for you to live that wonderful life. And she stomped and she cried that night. And she's right. She's gonna write that book. It's gonna make me look like a fucking fool. And I know that she will find happiness And her book will be magnificent And I won't help but stare at every word It would burn holes in all these mattresses After I place it down, read in fold, That lovely little book titled I told you So yeah, you're thoroughly mad Gonna change. I'll probably get way worse. At best, stay the same. So I will sit and I will drink myself to either sleep or my untimely death. Either way, I hope that you don't cry. You know, it's just a part of life. Derek's father and my father know Cirrhosis is a tough way to go So when we drink a lot after our show Pretending that we're not even scared at all Genetics are will make me go to bed Because there's something that's inside my head I will click and make me drink until I'm dead And Derek's dad and my dad are done So I will sit and I will think About this life And if I even like it But I know that I'm I'm gonna find a little bit of happiness I think it's in my house or somewhere else But I am turning over every stone And I will search the fucking depths of this stupid place my kids will have to live In order just to smile a little bit But you know I'm thoroughly in love with you I'm really scared that I may never change But I am so fucking done Being so afraid I really hope that you find happiness